everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's November 3rd. It's 2021. And we have 11 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07, Grant Nefer. What's happening, Grant? You know, just sweating some basketball bets. Looking over this giant slate. Winning some money. Life's good. Ready uh, for this slate? This is a big one. You know, we we um, were just talking about it before we got started here. And this one is um, <laughs> this one's a doozy. There's a lot to talk about on this slate. I mean, there's some injuries that we already have the news on. There's some back to backs. And I mean, there's some really good games on this slate. Yeah. Yes, there is. Let's get into it. A lot to talk about. It's 11 games, so we're going to jump right in. Um, we get started with Portland at Cleveland, 219 total. Portland, three-point favorite. As of right now, everybody's good to go on the Portland side. On the Cleveland side, Kevin Love. Um, he's not going to play in the second game here. Um, Is he out for a while? He No, no, it's um, health and safety protocols. So he missed the last game. He's missing this game. And they said, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be most of the week. So, yeah, anyway, um, let's start with the Portland side of this game. What do you like here for Portland? I mean, not really a ton. I think lower might still be cheap over on FanDuel. I think you can take a shot there, but. Even though he had an all right game last game, he's still not shooting the ball great. Still hasn't been fantastic at 9.7K on this big of a slate. Yes, we can end up having that giant Lillard game that he's going to post at some point soon because the shot volume is still there. But I don't know if I want to take a shot on this big of a slate with this many payups here. So I'm probably avoiding him outside, maybe over on FanDuel, where I think he's still cheaper. McCollum, I think, is the play in this over on Portland. I mean, the guy's. Bigger usage than Lillard, like he's shooting the ball a ton. He's shooting from beyond the arc a ton. He's been a little bit worse over the last few games, but just hasn't shot the ball fantastically. Should do a little bit better. I think he's got a pretty large ceiling, and I like the 1600 or 1600 discount from Lillard. Nurk, I could see him getting some extended run in this game, simply because there's going to be a few big guys out there for Cleveland, even without love there pretty much the entire game. So I think Nurk is a guy that's in play, although the 7.5 K price for that is a little high. I'm not messing around with Powell. He just doesn't seem to hit it all lately. He is cheap, but this is a big enough slate where we have like five or six other 4k guys that are better. Not messing with Covington just hasn't put up a big game. Not really messing with anyone else just because everyone's healthy over on Portland. So for me, it's just McCollum. Yeah. I mean, even McCollum is someone that at 8,100 on a 11 game slate, I probably don't get there, but I mean, listen, Lillard's Lillard shot attempts and usage is it's there. He's just not, uh, he's not getting to the free throw line. Like, you know, his free throw attempts are way down right now. So, I mean, if you want to continue to play him, I hear you. It's just, 9,700 is a lot for him. Um, I don't really have a ton of interest in Portland here. Anthony Simons is someone that I think we got to continue to watch here. The minutes are consistent right now, um, and he's only 4K. So I think he is actually someone that's on my radar. And, I mean, Nassar Little, <sighs> he was in that, like, mid-20s range, and he was, like, performing really well and 
it's just it's down a tick and we need him in that mid 20s range um he's cheap he's 3600 depending on what value opens up throughout the day um those are just two guys that i i don't mind on the cheaper side of things here uh the cleveland side portland middle of the road defense um this should be a pace up spot for cleveland what are your thoughts here on the caps i mean Mobley's still probably priced where he should be. I mean, the big should be getting a little bit more minutes now without love in there. Um, Markkinen put up a big night the other night and played 35 minutes going up against Charlotte. I think he's probably one of the better um, keeper plays on this slate. He's sitting at 5.4K. I think that's pretty darn cheap considering there's a pace-up matchup and he shot the ball 19 times in the last game, got 35 minutes. The state game stays close. He should be in for a pretty big game. That's just a little bit of mispricing. Sexton continues to have a huge amount of usage. Not really doing a ton with it, but at some point he's going to turn around and actually put up a good game where he shoots well. Garland's probably priced where he should be. Offers a little bit of upside. I don't think I'm chasing the Jared Allen massive outing that he had in the last game. 16 rebounds, 24 points. I don't really see him doing that again. I think that is a spot where you can probably – just let other people play him because of that massive outing, although he does offer a pretty big spot on any given slate. But I think that marketing is the main guy I'm looking at with potentially Sexton and Mobley and GVBs. Yeah, I mean, looking back, it's one game um, that we're going to be kind of looking at with Kevin Love out, but marketing played a season high in minutes. Evan Mobley played a season high in minutes, and Allen played a ton of minutes, wasn't season high. Uh, they they hardly used Dean Wade. They used Osman some. Um, marketing got like a breather and then came back and you know was playing like the four. He started at the three. Um, it was a really interesting like the way they just kind of approached that game um, against Charlotte. So I mean I really like marketing here at fifty four hundred. I think he's a little too cheap. And I mean Mobley and Allen I think are in play. It's it's just I want to kind of see what the ownership looks like on Allen. If people are going to overreact, I probably won't have a ton of interest. If people are not even going to play him again, I mean that's where I would have interest. Um, I think that's it for this one. Moving on, we got Toronto at Washington, two sixteen and a half total. Washington, a three point favorite. Barnes and Siakam are out for Toronto, and then on the Washington side, Bertans, Bryant, Gill, and Hatchamara are out. Uh, let's start here with Toronto. What do you like here for the Raptors? And I'm going to keep continuing to play OG. This guy is good. Had a massive game in the last outing. Has, what, three games over 44 points in his last five? He's just taking up everything. He's getting boards. He's getting assists. He's doing it, getting stocks, shooting the ball a ton. Like, OG looks fantastic. Van Vliet, a little bit more expensive but i think always a guy that you can play like he's 8500 and he could put up 50 points pretty easily not a terrible match of going up against washington i think that he's a pretty solid overall play but og is definitely the better play and then achua like they he's just not playing great i think he got benched for birch in the second half he did Without barnes there he still might end up playing some minutes but i think the better play is birch he put up 31 minutes last time 25 points i think he has some upside i think he can do a little bit better than that 41 or 40 yeah 41 is or 4,000 is just too cheap boucher he's just he's just been terrible and he's not getting run and they don't want to give him run i i can't like if he's in the starting lineup then yeah you can play him 
but I doubt they put him in the starting lineup. So for me, like it's two main guys with Van Vliet and OG with me really liking OG and then Birch. Yeah, I think Birch is probably my favorite play. Um, I really want to see what the starting lineup looks like for Toronto. Like they made a huge run in the second or in the third quarter um, with Birch starting over Precious. So, uh, I mean, for me, Birch is 4K. If they're going to give him 30 minutes here, the coaching system, uh, uh, they like him. So um, the staff likes him there. So, I mean, I have a ton of interest in Van Vliet and OG. You know, OG just playing and shooting um, so much right now. 27 shots against the Knicks the other night. Um, the shots are consistent. So, I mean, OG and Van Vliet are going to get their usage. They're going to get their shots. I like the discount on OG from Van Vliet, but I think they're both very much in play here. Washington side, um, Bradley Beal has one of the highest usage rates in the NBA. What are your thoughts here on Washington? I mean, it's just Beal. Like, Beal's in play for tournaments. It's not a terribly high pace matchup. I think Toronto's still sitting in the bottom five of the league in terms of pace. Like, Dinwiddie, Kuzma, both these guys are priced where you're not really getting a huge ceiling out of them. With Gafford back, I can't play Harold. Maybe you can play Gafford at 4700 I think there's worse things that you can do, but not really a guy that I have a ton of interest in. Like, Beal's the only guy you really want to play in this type of matchup. It's not going to be great. It's not great for them, and like Beal's just eating up so much usage when you have guys like Dinwiddie and uh, Kuzma, both priced over 7K, doesn't really offer a ton of value here. So I think you can largely avoid this outside of Beal in tournaments. What are we thinking here as far as like the whole Gafford Harold situation? Um, Gafford came back the other night, only played 15 minutes. Um, and we saw, you know, Harold still play big minutes here at 33. Didn't shoot as much the other night. Did get to the free throw line, just didn't overall have a good game. Um, what are your thoughts just with Harold and Gafford? Do you think it's going to be Harold right now, or do you think Gafford just, you know, they're easing him back? I think they're just easing him back. I mean, I could be wrong, but it's a spot where Harold, even at 6,600, I guess he can put up a big game. I mean, coming off the bench is probably a better role for him. It's a lot more of that usage playing a little bit of time without Beal in the game, but. I'm willing to just kind of fade him at 6,600. I think that you can do better. If this were a smaller slate, then I think he'd be in play. But for right now, I think Harold's minutes are going to go down a little bit, and Gafford's going to get eased back in a little bit more. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, it was interesting the first game that Gafford only got 17 minutes, but I I don't think they keep that going forward. New York at Indiana. 218 total. The Pacers are a one and a half point favorite here. Taj Gibson and Nerlens Noel are questionable. Brogdon is questionable. Lamb and Warren already ruled out on the Pacers side. Let's start with the Knicks. What do you like here for New York? I mean, it's a good spot for the Knicks going up against Pacers. Like, this should be a fairly high scoring game. Um, but the problem is, I can't really trust anyone. I mean, Kem has been playing really well recently, but he's been shooting lights out from beyond the arc like he's hasn't had a huge amount of shot volume like the minutes are good they aren't great he is priced at 5.9k which isn't a terrible price tag and offers some upside but you really expect him to shoot 50 percent plus from beyond the arc in order for him to pay this off with quickly there and with rose there I, I don't know fournier i think that you can go back to the well on him um but strictly in tournaments 
he didn't really get any run at Don't I want to say in the fourth, uh, for some reason, they were just rolling with quickly in Rose or Rose and Kemba or Kemba and quickly pretty much the entire time. And Fournier got phased out because I think they were down a bit. So both those guys are out. Barrett's just not getting the usage that I want him to get. He has to shoot just crazy well in order for him to get there. He has over the last two games. I don't expect that to continue. Randall, I think, is a decent spin up. It's a big enough slate where I'd rather go with any of the other high price guys. So it's an interesting spot where, like, this is a good spot for the Knicks, but I don't really see anyone that I really want to play. Yeah, I mean, both these two teams are pretty bad defensively. Uh, you know, Randall, his price is just so expensive. Yeah, he has the ceiling to really go off in any game. Um, but, I mean, I think it's interesting. Randall hasn't had, like, great games over the last two games, and Barrett has, so maybe there's some negative correlation there. Um, so I do think I don't want to play those two guys together. Kimba, I think, is still cheap enough that you could potentially take some shots on him uh, at 5,900. Tom Thibodeau has given him the minutes. Um, I mean, that's all we can ask for at 5,900. And the Pacers, like I said, they're just a really bad defensive team. So, I mean, going to the other side of this game, I mean, Brogdon's one of the biggest question marks um, on the slate, but he said on Tuesday he wants to play on Wednesday. He feels good, and he should be back for this game. So, I mean, that kind of takes away TJ McConnell getting some extra usage. Um I mean, maybe Duarte getting some extra usage. What are your thoughts here on the Pacers? I mean, Brogdon at 9K against the Knicks, I I just don't think I can do that. Like, Sabonis is always in play, but this is a bad spot for him. 10.1K, I'm staying away from him. Like, this is probably a fade spot outside of Duarte in turn. I mean, I'm not playing McConnell. Um, if with Brogdon back, I mean, the increase in minutes is probably going to be gone. He had a decent night the other night, but he's still like, even without Brogdon, he's only had five and seven shot attempts. So I don't think that he's really worth it at 5.1 K. Um, Turner and Duarte are the only two guys that I think you can really consider that much for Indy. Yeah. Um, moving on Boston at Orlando. Two 15 and a half total here. Boston, six and a half point favorite. Boston, good to go health-wise. Fultz, Michael Carter-Williams, Moore, Isaac out, and then uh, Gary Harris is questionable. Let's start with the Boston side of things. Uh, what do you like here for the Celtics? Nothing. I mean, Time Lord, maybe. Uh, well, actually, no. I like Horford. Like, Horford got a price bump, got a price bump, and he's still not high-priced enough. My guy's got a double-double pretty much every single game he's putting up 40 points consistently like he's just thriving this year back in boston and this price tag is just too low for what he's been doing um but brown and tatum yes they're always in play for gbps i'd rather go elsewhere like if i had to pick one of them it would be brown at the 1200 dollars discount they have been playing decent recently but i think this game could end up turning into a blowout yes the six point spread makes me think it'll stay closer but realistically, Horford's a guy that's really just underpriced in this spot. Everyone else is just a TBP dart here because the slate's decently well-priced. Yeah, I mean, I um, 
I think this is an interesting spot overall. You know, Schroeder, the game just kind of turned into a blowout the other night, and he didn't get, like, his normal run. Um, maybe he's someone that is potentially interesting. Um, but, yeah, I like the Al Horford call. 6,900, I think Horford is is really in play here. Um, on the Orlando Magic side of things, <laughs> just – this team's so bad. Um, what do you like here, if anything, for the Magic? I, I mean, these would strictly be guys that I'm throwing in a little bit of a game spec, bring it back with Horford and maybe one of Brown or Tatum. Uh, just for the correlation here, hoping this game stays close. But, I mean, there's a few pieces that you can like. I mean, Bamba can always put up a pretty massive outing. Like, you're paying 7.3K for him, and his bad games are going to do bad things to you, but uh, his good games are going to be – can be slate breaking, but Anthony's just been so good recently. Like he's been putting up really good nights. He's been getting boards. He's been getting rebounds. Like he's almost turning into a triple double threat. Not quite there yet, but he's still like a possibility almost any given night. He's been putting up huge outings in every single game that stays close. So I think you can play him Suggs, I just keep playing and he just keeps shooting terribly. One of these nights, he's actually going to come out and he's going to keep shooting the ball and he's going to get hot and he's going to shoot way more. Like his shot attempts have been sitting in the double digits. He's been getting right around 13, 14 most games. If he's going to continue to shoot that much, he's going to have a big game one of these nights. I've been betting the over on his points. And strangely enough, he's gotten there a lot of the times, even though he's shot terribly. Like, one of these nights is going to have a big night. So, like, Bamba, Anthony, and Suggs are all very good GPP plays, especially if you're bringing it back with some Boston players, even if it's just Horford. Like, if this game stays close, any one of those three guys can have a massive outing. Yeah, Cole Anthony had a night the other night. He was just lights out from beyond the arc. Um, I mean, they're giving these guys minutes. Wendell Carter Jr., like, they're they're playing their guys um, – Wagner is someone that is somewhat interesting, maybe on a site that's not DraftKings. If they haven't, I haven't checked his FanDuel or Yahoo price, but I mean, they want to give him minutes. He's shooting double digits almost every single night. So, I mean, the magic for as bad as this team is, um, they're, they're definitely interesting here for DFS purposes. Chicago at Philadelphia. 215 and a half total here. Philly is a one and a half point favorites. White and Williams are out for Chicago. On the Philly side, Green, Tobias, and Simmons are out um, for the 76ers. So let's start here with Chicago. What do you like here for the Bulls? I mean, it's pretty clear that Vooch is the third man in this offense and sitting at 9K, probably a guy that I'm going to end up crossing off. DeRozan or Levine, it seems like one of them has a pretty decent night almost any given night and a lot of times both of them go off you're picking one or two of those guys and that's that's kind of it. i mean lonzo ball always a chance at a big night but he's far too high priced for his potential downside caruso i think is a guy that you can throw in there and the guy's been doing pretty well on a point per minute basis he's been getting the minutes almost every single night hasn't been shooting the ball great and at some point he's going to start shooting the ball more and should end up doing more in this offense Priced at 4K, I think he's one of the better salary savers on this slate. Doesn't give you a huge amount of upside, but enough to get it done there. So 
I think you're picking like Levine or DeRozan and then maybe throwing in Caruso just at this cheap price tag. Yeah, I mean, Vooch still 9,100 is the price is just a little high for his current role. Um, so I'm with you on him. Zach Levine has ceiling in any matchup, but I mean, at this price tag, he's going to have to have like big time ceiling. So, I mean, for Chicago, for me, I mean, it's more of just, it's the pricing on these guys. Um, you mentioned Caruso at 4k. I think we'll have better options value wise, but I mean, I think he's okay. And then on the Philadelphia side of things, I mean, no Tobias Embiid's going to be back here. So, I mean, Drummond's 34 minutes aren't going to be a thing. He absolutely crushed the other night. And he got a big old price increase, which yeah. should have happened before, just in case Embiid got ruled out. Um, I mean, Corkmaz is probably going to play a good amount of minutes here. Seth Curry is probably going to play a good amount of minutes here. Um, was it Georges Niang? Yeah. He played 30 minutes the other night. So... I mean, with Tobias out, there's still going to be some minutes to go around here. Yeah, I think Niang is probably one of my favorite spend downs on this slate. Um, even if he doesn't end up getting the start, I still think they can get 25, 26, 27 plus minutes uh, just because, like, without Tobias in there, they got to roll another guy out. And I mean, they're going to need some off- offense. And Niang is, even before he got that start the other night, dude's been chucking. Like six, four, five, four shots from behind the arc. And then he put up 16 shot attempts the other night. Like they're going to need some offense. And I think that he's a guy that can definitely end up doing it at his incredibly cheap price tag. I think he definitely provides some upside. And he probably won't go that highly owned without Tobias in there. Even if Cork Miles gets the start, I think that he could end up getting some extended run. Maxi, Curry, Milton are all GPP possibilities. They could all get some extended run without Tobias in there, and all three of those guys can provide some offense, which they'll need without Tobias in there. So I'm staying away from Drummond. Embiid, solid overall play, but a tough spot here. But Yang is by far my favorite salary saver in this game, but you can go with Curry. You can go with Corkmaz. You can go with Maxi, You can go with Milton. Like, any one of them are fine. Everyone should see some more run without Harris and without Green in the game. Congratulations, Atlanta Braves, World Series champs. Hoo-hoo. I don't think anyone outside the state of Texas is angry to see that. Um, Moving on. We got Atlanta at Brooklyn here, 218 total. Brooklyn is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. John Collins is questionable. On the Brooklyn side, Claxton's out. Kyrie is out. Let's start with Atlanta. Um, Trey Young probable. John Collins questionable. Um, This could be this could be some big news that we're going to have to pay attention to. Yeah. No, if he's out, I mean, who do you think is going to get some extended run? I mean, maybe reddish and Hunter probably. Yeah. You think Gal is going to get some extra run? I mean, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to figure out exactly because it could be Hunter. It could be, reddish it could be gallo like anyone they they had herder was inactive the other night like i think he's gonna get traded yeah maybe i mean they have enough wings and guards there i wouldn't be surprised at all um but yeah if collins ends up missing then i think they're like any one of those three guys become in play if collins ends up playing then i think you're probably mostly looking at trey young and collins in there 
it's a good matchup going up against Brooklyn. They'll be a high-paced matchup. So, like, if this game stays close, then any one of these guys can end up with a pretty big outing here. They're all priced kind of accordingly, so it would be a pretty decent game stack spot. But the Collins news is going to be decently big, considering that any one of these pieces are fairly cheap here. Yeah, I mean, Trey Young, obviously, I think he's in a great spot going up here against Brooklyn. Brooklyn's been playing pretty decent defense to start the season. I don't think that keeps up, but, I mean, maybe they'll prove me wrong. And this is a nice little pace-up spot for Atlanta. Um, So, I mean, Trey Young, I don't think, is the worst, like, spend-up on this slate. I don't think Capella is playing consistent enough minutes yet. But I do think if John Collins were to sit in this game, we could potentially see like 35 minutes from Capella. So I think he adds maybe a little upside. And my my favorite play, if Collins were to sit, would be DeAndre Hunter um, at 4K. I guess maybe Reddish. I probably like Reddish more than Hunter. Um, I think Reddish has more upside just shooting the ball than Hunter. So um, I really like Reddish if, if John Collins were to sit in this game. On the Brooklyn side of things, I mean, obviously we got the the duo of Harden and Durant. They're both expensive. Um, anything that you like here for the Nets? Either Harden or Durant. One of them will go off for a big game. I don't. Th- they're not my favorite spend ups here. Um, Atlanta's been playing at a fairly slow pace, if I remember correctly. Uh, so, like, I mean, you can you can do whatever you want, but like. Yeah, for me, I, I'm just kind of fading the ancillary pieces of Brooklyn outside of maybe game stacks. But Harden or Durant are the only two guys I really want to play. So it's just a weird spot. With, like playing Brooklyn every single day is always strange. So I, I don't know. Like Harden or Durant, that's really it. I mean, that's kind of it. Just in general for Brooklyn most nights. Like LaMarcus Aldridge is just not playing enough minutes. Um like Griffin, these guys are just not playing consistent minutes night in, night out. Um, so I'm, I'm with you. I don't really have a ton of interest in Brooklyn outside of outside of Durant or Harden. Denver at Memphis, two twelve and a half total here. Memphis, a one and a half point favorite. Um, on the Denver side, Murray and Kankar are still out, and then on the Memphis side, Brooks is out. Um, what do you like here for Denver? Jokic. Like in Porter and GBPs, Porter has been just not great. He hasn't been used extensively in the offense pretty much the entire season. And when he actually is, he's just shot terribly. That's not going to continue. One of these nights is going to put up a massive, like 45, 50 point outing. You can keep playing him until that happens. I'm probably going to, and I'm just going to curse and break my TV on a nightly basis. It seems like, but one of these nights he's going to have a big outing and, when it happens, I'll be playing him, and hopefully I won't be broke by then. But Jokic has just been on a tear pretty much all season long. He's been fantastic. 11.4 is expensive, but he can absolutely pay off that price tag. I'm not messing around with Barton. Gordon's just not getting any usage. Morris is fine at 4,200. If you really want to play him, that's fine. He's a star. He's playing minutes. He's getting over 30 a night in any game that really stays that close. So he's... Worst things you can do, but we're on an 11-game slate. There's tons of guys in the 4K range, high 3K range, and there'll be more stuff that opens up tomorrow. So he's a guy that's just largely off my radar. So because of that, like, it's it's pretty much just Jokic and then Porter 
those two guys are going to be, or Jokic is most of the offense and Porter at some point is going to put up a big game. Um, I mean, you could play Jokic any night. It's just 11-4. I mean, he's going to have to outperform these guys in the 10K range by by so much if that, like, just because of the price. But, I mean, the matchup's not a bad matchup by any means. And Memphis and Denver kind of play at the same type of pace. Um, and, and, like, Memphis has been one of the worst defensive teams in the league this year. I think they're second in defensive rating this year. So, I mean, this is obviously a spot that like Porter Jr. could get hot and have a big game. Um, the shot attempts have been pretty consistent. And, I mean, Will Barton is is another guy that's a little interesting here just because of pure just shooting upside. Um, Aaron Gordon being back, you know, obviously – hurts the minutes and usage a little bit from these guys, but don't mind looking at, I don't even think Monte Morris is a bad play grant. Like, you know, depending on news throughout the day, Monte Morris is 4,200. I think he's okay there. And then let's go to the Memphis side of things. Like, I mean, John Morant, obviously a guy that can always have a big ceiling. What are your thoughts here on Memphis? I mean, at some point, Morant's going to go absolutely nuclear and just put up a huge game. We've seen it once so far this season going up against the Lakers. He's good. He's consistent. He's putting it like he's, he's fantastic. Absolutely love him in this spot here. 9.3K, probably not expensive enough to justify his potential ceiling. Um, Jackson just keeps being Jackson. Like he keeps fouling out almost every single game. I don't think I can mess around with that anymore. Like I'm fine with it in tournaments. He offers big upside because when he's actually in the game, he can do some work. Melton is getting minutes. He's doing stuff with those minutes. He's fine at 5,600, but probably doesn't end up making the cut for me. Bain, I'm going to continue to play. Like he's good. He had a bad game the last game. I don't think he, like he was sitting at like 11 points halfway through the second, just did nothing the second half. It was a weird game for him, but he, he'll play minutes in any game that stays close, and he's going to shoot the ball, and he, he looks pretty fantastic. So, Bain, Morant, like, Adams could see some extended run. He did in the last game, putting playing 31 minutes. He's 4,500. We saw big games out of him earlier on the season when he was playing a lot of minutes. Had a little stretch where they just weren't using him because of matchups. Um so I think if he plays 31 minutes, he probably has a 35, 40 point ceiling at 4,500. That's a pretty solid overall spot. But outside Morant and Bain, like Adams is the guy that I'm going with, and that's mostly in a little bit of a game stack. Yeah, I mean, a couple blowouts, some foul trouble for Adams. Um, I'm not like like I said the other day in the same game. Like Adams was someone that I was looking at. Um, I like Steven Adams. His price has come down now. It's back to, I mean, it's below where it's been all season long and he should play 30 minutes in this game. So I really like Steven Adams as a value play here. Um, I don't mind Bain. Bain's price. Uh, is it just ever, is it ever going to catch up? <laughs> like, I mean, he's a guy that can put up 30 plus fantasy points. Uh, I like him a lot. And, you know, this is just one of those spots where I think Mel, like Memphis in general, bounce back and have a good game. Uh, Clippers going up against Minnesota. No total in this game. I don't know why. Maybe it's out now. It wasn't out earlier. 
Um, Patrick Beverly is questionable. Russell is out. Abaka, Kawhi, and Morris remain out for the Clippers. Uh, let's start with the Clippers. Uh, do you like anything here for L.A.? I mean, Reggie Jackson just continues to shoot and continues to be terrible. It's going to turn around at some point. Like, he has a massive usage of this offense. He's pretty much eating up all of Kawhi's usage. And he's just shooting the ball absolutely horrible. At some point, I expect that to turn around, and he offers you a pretty big ceiling. So I don't hate him in tournaments. George has just been fantastic recently. Um, two 60-point games in a row. Like, he's right up there with Joker as the top spend-up for me. Um, like, if this game stays close, he puts up a massive outing. Going up against Minnesota, like, they haven't played a huge pace this season, and they've been pretty solid defensively, but I think a lot of that has been matchups. So I should expect that to kind of revert a little bit more towards last year's numbers. I think that man is an all right uh, value play, but not great by any means. Probably not playing Canard, probably not playing Bledsoe. Yeah, to me, it's it's probably just the two giant usage hogs in Jackson and George. Yeah, I mean. I'd go to a bar named Jackson and George. <laughs> You put, that's why you were just so um, you were just so locked in on it. Yeah, I think uh, Nicholas Batum and Luke Kennard are interesting. Minnesota struggles against wings with um, Morris out now too. These guys are going to get the minutes, so I don't mind looking at these guys in the 4K range. But Paul George is the answer. He's just he's so good. I mean, going over to the Minnesota side of things, I mean Russell being out matters. You know, Russell's a guy that gets usage. Um, so with Russell off the floor this season, we're looking at a 30% usage rate for Towns, averaging 1.4 fantasy points per minute. And then Anthony Edwards, 34.7% usage, averaging 1.2 fantasy point per minute. And Beasley, at 4,100, Beasley averaging almost a fantasy point per minute. Um, talk to me here about Minnesota. Yeah, Beasley's way too cheap at 4.1K. Like the guy with that, with, with Russell getting injured in the last game, he played 32 minutes. He's going to eat up a ton of usage. He shot the ball terribly, so don't pay attention too much to his box score. But he put up 16 shot attempts, 12 from behind the arc. Fun fact I own his gold, whatever it is, metallic gold, top shot number four. I bought it at the peak, and now I'm just keeping it for the rest of my life. Because I paid far too much money for it, but in any case, yeah, Towns and Edwards like should be in for a mat or for a decent boost in usage without Russell in there. Beasley's going to come in there, get some more minutes, and get some more usage. Really like him; he's far too cheap. Pat Bev or Laughlin could get some extended run here. They're cheap. Like, have more interest in McLaughlin that at three K. Not great spots, but. I mean, either of them can get it done in their salary savers if you want to stack up this game. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, Edwards and Town should be in for a huge game, and Beasley, I'm guessing, is going to be the chalk here. Yeah, I mean, McLaughlin started the second half. Russell went out in the second. He he finished the first half but didn't come back out for the second half. Um, and Jordan McLaughlin got the start. It was, like, very end of the fourth quarter when um, Russell got hurt or the end of the second quarter when Russell got hurt. Um, so McLaughlin, if he draws the start here and is projected to play 30 minutes at 3K, 
minutes equal opportunity. He's 3K. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't mind doing that. But I think the main pieces here are, are Beasley, like you said, Edwards and Towns um, in this game. And, I mean, this is a game that even with Russell out should project to stay pretty close. It should be a pretty good game. The Clippers should win, but it should be a pretty good game. Dallas going into San Antonio. It's a back-to-back for Dallas. Um, No injury news that we're going to be having here. It will be um, Porzingis potentially back in this one. Um, Maxi Kleebler is going to be out um, for seven to ten days, so he shouldn't be back for this game. And on the Spurs side of things, Collins is out. McDermott is questionable. Uh, Talk to me here about Dallas. I mean, Luca. if Porzingis is out, Luca. Hardway, Brunson, Powell is a salary saver. DFS is a salary saver. Just load him up. Porzingis plays. I'm not really terribly interested in anyone outside of Luca. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest on, in Dallas on the second end of a back-to-back unless some guys get ruled out. Um, Jalen Brunson had a really good game, even against the tough Miami Heat. Uh shot 77 percent from the field or something like that on um tuesday night what are your thoughts here on the spurs i mean total i expect to have a pretty decent game regardless he did get any run in the most of the second half i think got taken out like five minutes in to the second quarter and then just never came back don't really expect that again still pissed off because i had the over of 11 and a half points he ended with 11 Still angry about that, but he's been crushing for most of the season here. This is a spot where he should get some or his normal run of 30 plus minutes, 7K, probably too cheap for a price tag. Murray just keeps having great nights. I know it was a bad one versus Indy, but yeah, like it, it'll, it'll make up for it. Uh, White, Kelton Johnson, both guys that you can use in GPPs, but Potal is by far my favorite play. Yeah, I mean, Murray is a little pricey in this game. He is someone I think that has like 50-point upside. Could be a really low-owned tournament play um, in that top type of range. Um, But, I mean, Podol, like you said, at 7K, he should have a really good game here. Put up 40 fantasy points against Dallas a week ago. Um, So, don't mind the Spurs. If McDermott comes back, I'll probably stay away from like Lonnie Walker and Johnson and these guys because I think he will cut into those minutes a little bit. Charlotte at Golden State, 224 total here. The Warriors, a six-point favorite. Um, Collins, or not Collins, sorry. Charlotte's good to go. And then on the Golden State side, Clay and Wiseman are out. Uh, let's start with Charlotte. What do you like here for Charlotte? Mello. Like, he keeps getting into foul trouble, but he's still, even though I thought that got 34 minutes last game, 33 the game before that. 8,600, probably not high enough of a price tag for him. Should crush that there. Mello is by far my favorite play. With everyone else back, I'm kind of just fading everyone else. Like, they're all priced up. I know Bridges has been great, but I don't know. Like, I guess he he's still putting up pretty decent numbers. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, Mello. Pretty much just Mello. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Melo is the answer. Bridges, is, is he's playing good. He's just 8,100 is kind of like where he should be. Um, so, uh, I mean, I think that's it's tough 
from the Charlotte side outside of Mello. Rogier being back um, at 6,100 is, you know, somewhat interesting. But, I mean, they played well together the other night. Him and Mello were kind of doing their thing. Um, so, uh, I mean, Mello, I, I think pretty much he's the answer. The biggest hit with Rogier coming back the other night um, was Kelly Oubre. Um, so, by the way, I just want to go out on, and say that on Grinders Live, someone asked me a question who I thought the home run of the day was going to be. I said it was going to be Soler, and he was going to win the World Series MVP. He hit a home run, and he won the World Series MVP. I'm taking my bow. I'm, ooh, I'm so smart. Got one more. I got one last home run call of the year. Um, Golden State side, now that I'm done patting my back. And um, yeah, what do you like here for the Warriors? Curry, but he's like, he's expensive. He's over 11K. He's not even close to my favorite pay up on the slate. You can always get it done. It's not a terrible metric going up against Charlotte. Draymond, I think you can play, but again, it's a big enough slate where I like a lot of guys in the 7K range, where I don't think I'm going to end up going there. Pool, like, probably priced up a little bit too much. Wiggins, never a guy I want to play. Like, it, it's really just, you know, really just probably going to stay away from Golden State outside of, like, maybe bring it back with Green and Curry in a game stack. But I don't even think that's necessary if you're just playing Mellow on the other side. Yeah, just bet the prop. Bet the over for Curry's threes. <laughs> Always a good bet. Um, taking like 15 to 20 threes a night. It's crazy. Um, I mean, he has the ceiling to pay off 11K, but I mean, he's going to have to do it like pure shooting most of the time. Like he's going to have to have those like 40 point nights to, to do that. So, uh, I mean, for me on the Warriors side of things, I don't have a ton of interest in this spot. Yeah, I mean that's all I got. Uh, I don't really, I don't really love anything here for Golden State. We finish it out with the Pelicans at Sacramento. It's a back-to-back for both of these teams, so we don't have any injury news. Um, we know that like Brandon Ingram, he didn't play on Tuesday night, so we'll have to see if he's going to play. Didn't see any injuries come out of these games. Um, Sacramento was still playing when we started the podcast and New Orleans is currently still playing. Graham was banged up, so we'll have to kind of follow that news and see if there's anything there. But uh, talk to me here about the Pelicans. I bet Graham over three-and-a-half three-pointers is not going to win that for me tonight. I think it all depends on the Ingram news and if Graham plays on the second end of a back-to-back here. Like, we're just going to have to be waiting for it, and it's one of the last games of the night, so you might be doing some – some swapping around later on the night if you need to, especially if we get late news. But assuming that Ingram's in, not a ton of interest in anyone outside of maybe Graham, maybe Valanchunas. If Ingram's out, I think Valanchunas, nah, like putting up a lot of shots tonight. But Graham and Valanchunas are the the two guys I really want. I think Hart is a decent salary saver. 4,900 gets a little bit of an increase in usage, should be putting up some more shots. I think that he offers a decent value at 4.9K, but Graham and Valanciunas are just fantastic plays to me. Yeah, I mean, Valanciunas is – he's crushing. He's dummy doing me. exactly what he, we thought he would do, playing full minutes. Yeah, dummy me played um, Gobert over him on Tuesday night. That's not working out. Um, yeah, I mean, Valanciunas – and just going to have to kind of pay attention to the Ingram news. If Ingram sits – 
I think this is a spot you could potentially play Josh Hart and Garrett Temple. Um, Temple's getting a good amount of run um, on Tuesday night with Ingram out. So just something to kind of pay attention to. He's he's still 3K. Um, didn't play a ton the other night, so we'll have to kind of see. And then on the Kings side of things, they go they go from facing one of the, the, the toughest defenses in the league to facing one of the teams that you can definitely score on. Two bad defenses facing off on a on the second end of a back to back. I mean, the pace in this game should be good. This is a this is a nice little hammer game. What do you like here for the Kings? I mean, Barnes just keeps getting it done. Um He's playing minutes. He's getting boards because he's been played at the four. I can't remember who wrote that up, but uh, I think it was Andy and over on scores. I'm not sign up for it. Uh, but Barnes at 7.5K, I think, is definitely in play. Holmes, Halbert, and Buddy Hyde all are fine plays. I think Mitchell's still too cheap. He should play a decent amount of minutes in this game. He's going to shoot a decent amount probably in the morning if, you, uh, if you're betting. Like when the line comes out, bet the over of 0.53 pointers for him in the spot. Bet that today it's an easy over and he's going to shoot. Uh, Fox just hasn't looked great recently. He still offers you some upside. I'd probably look at him on a smaller slate, but at 8.5 on an 11 game slate with a bunch of other very good plays, he's not going to make the cut. So Barnes, Mitchell, two guys that I'm really looking at in this spot. Yeah, I mean, Barnes just – he keeps crushing. Um, I don't – yeah, I mean, I think he – obviously he's expensive, but I think he's someone you could definitely play here. Let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here. Big big slate, man. 11 games, got through them all. Um, favorite play under 5K to 7X. Who do you got today? Georgies. Who? Yang. Oh, Okay. Um, I'm going to go Birch, I think. I think Birch gets it done today. Give me a guy over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Vooch. I like that one. Um, I think I'm going to go Luca. 10-7 back-to-back. I think I'm going to go Luca. I hate I hate it, but I'm going to go Luca. Give me your favorite 6X play today. Oh, gosh. I feel like I had it. I forgot it. You got one. Yeah, I'll go marketing. Uh, fifty four hundred. I think he gets enough minutes here, and I think he's six x. No problem. Uh, I don't Beasley. Easy. Yeah. Yep, that was my other guy. I wrote I wrote two down today just in case. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. It is a monster slate. There's going to be plenty of low owned plays. Um, who's your let's get weird GPP play of the day? Michael Porter Jr. Or no, I'll go Potal. No one's gonna play Potal, right? All right, I like that one. Um, I mean, I I was trying to think who's like weird on this slate. Um, give me Clint Capella. Do you think he's gonna be chalky? I don't think so. Now. I'm gonna I mean, go even Clint. if Collins is ruled out, I think people still be worried about them limiting his minutes. Yeah, I, I mean the minutes increased the other night was nice to see. So I mean, if they're willing to play him 33 minutes, maybe we'll get that again. Uh, any bets that stand out to you here night before? And like I said, look at Mitchell over 0.53 pointers. Suggs uh, points total is going to come in at 12.5 most likely, with probably 110 juice on the over. 
hit that. Um, Harrison Barnes going to come in at 17 and a half, probably points, hit the over on that. Like, they even can, like, Sports books are pretty slow to catch up so far this season on a lot of guys, and those are the main ones. Probably that and Fox under 24 and a half points. I think the one that stands out to me the most is Boston minus six and a half against the Magic. I think that line will move. Um I am currently refreshing, waiting for that line to pop up on the Hard Rock, Hard Rock Florida Sportsbook. Good old Hard Rock Sportsbook. Uh, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No. Kevin Porter Jr. just hit the over on his assist, so Graham's not going to hit the over on his three, so I'm going to bed. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of game left. There's six minutes left. You never know. Let's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday talking football and basketball a lot on the Thursday podcast. So make sure you guys are hanging out for that. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow. See you, kids.